Welcome to the Bleepalimia podcast with guest Lynn Bowman, author of Brownies for Breakfast. Hi, everyone. I am Lorianne. I am the host of Bleepalimia, and today I'm so pleased to have Lynn Bowman, and she is the glam grandma. Trust me, she is, but even more so, she's the author of Brownies for Breakfast. Thank you so much for being on my podcast with me. I am delighted to be here. It's already been fun. We haven't even started, right? So uh, let's do this, Lorianne. Absolutely. And just for our listeners, I just want to let you know that Lynn and I spent about 15 minutes just chatting and laughing and uh, and just absolutely a beautiful woman. And I just want to ask you, we'll start off. Uh, how did you come about with coming up with your book? It kind of... Uh, got me um, because I am a type two diabetic and I have been since I was in my early forties. And most people don't find out that early actually uh, that they are a type two diabetic. But um, what happened was I could never get good information about it. I couldn't, I had to really struggle and figure out my own way and got a lot of misinformation over the years from medicals and other people and um, just kept moving. And I, and I kind of found some stuff that worked. But back in the day, what they would say to you is you have to lose some weight. Even if you're not particularly overweight, you got to lose some weight because every 10 pounds that you lose takes your numbers down and blah, blah, blah. So that was the thing. Um, and other than that, and you keep your carbs low, you manage your carbs and, and keep your, your sugar, your sugar intake should be watched kind of thing. And so all these years, decades later, uh, I finally figured out some stuff. And um, still, there, as far as I know, there isn't a book out there that tells people what they should eat, when and how. Just the simplest stuff. Here's what you do. Here's what matters. And because Lordy knows all of us are too busy to fuss with what doesn't matter. I mean, we need to know what the important stuff is. So uh, I had actually started the book and, and had it maybe halfway done. And I went to a conference, which is not a thing I ordinarily do, but it was a conference of MDs from all over the world. It was the Plantricians Conference, which was, and there were names that I knew uh, T. Colin Campbell and Dean Ornish. You may know these names if you've ever read anything about heart disease and uh, preventing chronic disease. These are big, huge names. And I thought, I, this is my chance to go hear from them. And so I went to this conference in uh, Oakland, California, which is not far from me, about an hour. And for five days, Lorianne, I sat and listened and, and looked at PowerPoints, which is not my favorite thing to do in the entire world. <clears throat> in fact, anybody who, <laughs> who heard this would be going, you, you know, yeah. I watched for five days as these thousand doctors that represent the speakers put up data and more data and more data and explained things that I, that were brand new to me about diabetes and about preventing chronic disease and reversing chronic disease. So what I, one of the things that I learned was that, yeah, carbs matter, 
the quality of your carbs matter, but the, the, the mechanism of diabetes is not carbs, it's insulin, and the insulin is affected by your cells all being coated with animal fat. Oh. What? Right. Animal fat. So, uh, and it, it wasn't one presenter, it was several presenters. And these were not crazy guys, you know, selling potions on TV. These were physicians, surgeons. And by the way, and uh, it stuck with me so that one particular surgeon was talking about the kids that he had operated on. Well, he would open them up and their veins were full of plaque. Oh, my goodness. Right. It used to be adult onset diabetes. Now it's type 2 diabetes because it's no longer adult onset. We now have an epidemic of young people as well as older people with type 2 diabetes. Do they know why? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's the sad diet, the standard American diet. Okay. which is now also Canadian and British and, you know, spreading itself in a poisonous way all over the world. Um, we eat meat and not good quality meat, icky meat, three, four times a day. We eat white bread, which is the nutritional equivalent of sugar mm -hmm. all day long, two, three meals. So many people survive on that and pizza, which is, white bread with a vegetable waved over it and lots of preserved meat on it, which is, if you don't know that already, um, preserved meats are absolutely proven as carcinogens. There's no question that, that pepperoni and salami cause cancer eaten in some quantity over a period of time. So one of the diseases that has been a result of this standard American diet, the SAD diet, is diabetes. Uh, the numbers are staggering. It's something like 85% of the people in this country have a serious chronic disease, either heart disease or diabetes. And so I came home, I, I actually, I packed up and left this um, conference with my head kind of spinning. And I thought, oh, damn, I got to really rethink this book and really rewrite it. And, and I, my husband picked me up, I got in the car and I said that thing that every man dreads. I said, guess what? <laughs> right. <Thanks. laughs> yeah. And so we drove it through and he said, what? And I said, I'm vegan now. Oh. And he said, oh, actually, it took him a few more blocks. <laughs> a little longer. <laughs> Can you, you kind of hear the wheels turning? And he said, okay, I'm in. Oh. And so for one month, and I had just had my numbers done. And uh, for any of you who don't know, it's a hemoglobin A1C that you need to, to have. That test is something that most anybody over 40 should have periodically. That's the only reliable way to know what your blood glucose is over a period of time, not just this afternoon or yesterday at breakfast, but 
it tells you the performance over time of your uh, glucose, blood glucose. So I had just had all my blood work done. I knew what the numbers were. And so for one period, a six month period, I did not eat one single bit of animal food. And I mean, I was, I'd never met a pork chop I didn't like. I mean, <laughs> steaks, all of it. Because what I had thought as a diabetic, I was, I was supposed to be doing was eating a lot of meat and cheese and eggs and hardly anything else. Oh, some veggies, you know, but no carbs, no potatoes, no bread, no, no. So this was big switch up. And now I'm eating all the vegetables I can stuff in my face. And I'm not limiting my carbs. I'm not counting them, but I just wanted to be sure I was eating good quality stuff, brown rice, pasta. And I, and I stayed away from wheat as much as I could because gluten, because other reasons. Um, but for six months, I was a card-carrying vegan. And after that six months, I went back to my physician who I'd been with for a long time.